I've been falling all my life and people wonder why I'm down to earth. This is Adversity University. If you waiting for somebody to feel sorry for you, then you fell already. Success is best of those who been grounded first. Cause ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Now what are you willing to do? The only thing that separates a winner from a loser is perseverance. And this is Adversity University. The biggest form of generational wealth is self-love. Man, it is so complex. It's not one thing. To me, it's not one thing. Uh, when you talk about, of course, we talk about systematic oppression. Even if we talk about gang culture, gang culture, we will, somebody will do something to us outside of our race and we will give them a pass. But let a brother do something to us, somebody oh, that looks like us, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We going. Yeah. All the way out, we going. We gonna shoot the house up. We gonna do whatever we gonna do. Cause what really ha is happening is that you don't have love for yourself. So you're that. Way. You can turn that and then go do something to another brother because you don't see that brother as yourself. But if we start looking at, you know, that's my brother. I can see that as my, you know, instead of using the N word and saying, "Hey, brother," it, it's hard. So man, I'm gonna kill that brother. That don't sound right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We talk about yeah. that. Uh, I'm a, right. I'm F that, right. I'm F that brother up. Man, that don't count sorry. But if you looked at it as, and, and just tried to incorporate brother for the N-word as, as we use it all the time, it'll kind of take some of the, uh, you'd be like, man, that ain't, you know, if I really truly look at that brother as a brother, but it's really a reflection of you. That's why you're able to go and do something to a brother so easily because you don't have, you don't have that self-worth of yourself. And if you see yourself as a king or you see yourself as whatever you want to call it, whatever title we want to put on it, you know, I know king is the new buzzword, but whatever title we want to call it, if you see yourself as that, you're probably going to see the next black man as the same thing. And I've found myself trying to really change that narrative a lot, bro, because king, yeah, it's the new buzzword, but we got to realize that we are that, you know? Instead of being caught up into this system and, you know, we kind of being fed what to think and fed what to believe, so we lost a feeling of self-worth in terms of who we are. We don't even know who we are. So that's why we can have those type arguments when you sitting in the car looking at some dudes on the side of the road who's supposed to be pushing off, you know, positive self-worth, but they still kind of trapped in the mindset of the system and how it was designed, bro. If we normalize the situation, talk about it a lot, and keep having these type of talks and dialogues, and people really, truly try to be receptive to what's being said and actually listen, because one of the biggest faults that we have is tradition. Bro, all we do is be stuck hey. with tradition, down to, <laughs> down to the things that we eat, down to the things that we say, how we dress, how we move. I ain't gonna say all of it, but a lot of stuff is we do it was by design and coming all the way back from like slavery you know what i'm saying so that mentality getting pushed down down bodies wanting to shake it because guess why it was tradition well my granddaddy taught me this or my grandmama taught me this and this is the recipe for this so we, we put those negative traditions you know with good memories you don't never want to let that go and man that get pushed down from generation through generation through generation and we feed and they get learned we feeding and getting taught the, the BS, <laughs> BS hey. about the world in addition to ourselves. Man, you said something, man, with, 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 and that's something that we, we struggle with. You, you said we have traditions that are that caught up with good memories. And I had heard it yeah. like that before, bro. So I think that's why we hold on to them. Although we know these traditions 
really don't really make any sense. I'll give you one. We talk about we're gonna eat some black eyed peas and some collard greens on New Year. Right. What we heard. <laughs> one is for good luck and one is for the money. For money. Right. Man, and we still broke. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's one of those traditions. Uh, you know, don't wash your clothes. And it's right. regional. Don't wash your clothes on New Year's. You watch somebody out to life. And it's just this stupid traditions that we've been, you know, don't buy a person to watch. Or don't buy a man, you know, they, they tell females, don't buy a man a pair of shoes. No or don't shoe. buy a man yeah. a Because, you know, it's kind of... Like that stupid stuff that we're really holding on to instead of really finding our own path. And, and, and even we raise our kids in that. And, you know, when I say our, I'm talking about our as a community. We'll raise our kids and we'll raise everybody else in these traditions and holding on. And then not... And, and one of the things that we got to do, I think, in our community, we got to allow our kids who are more free thinkers than us, uh, who have yes. been raised in a different time, allow them to be free and ask the question that were deemed as disrespectful uh, when we were coming up. A lot of things, man, you always talk about, like a lot of stuff we were talking about, like you couldn't even ask a question. And, and this go taps into that, you know, the religion part and whatever religion that you feel, you know, I don't believe that we serve a God that is is, is just as bitter and small minded as we make him. You know, he's not he's not gonna be like, hey, yeah. you question this or you question that. So our parents feel the same way. Even with our parents, we got to talk about our parents saying, hey, because uh -uh, it's because I said so. I get it because you said so, and sometimes that is the correct answer because you know better. But also just allowing kids to ask questions because sometimes they just need to know the why. Uh, behind what they're doing. You force them to become limited thinkers when you shut them down from asking the question just because you may not have the answer or you just don't feel like answering at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot, a lot of people kind of received that growing up. And again, that's what they, that's how they respond to, to their kid. Me, myself, bro, I can admit it. I've even did that, and, and I had to catch myself because it's certain things that that you do subconsciously because it was done to you, and that don't make it good. You're right, man. And even when I, uh, bro, you know I'm an educator, so I'm in the school system, so I see it every day, man. I got my free thinkers, I got my parents who you know who come and fuss, and we as we talk about that kid hurt, man, which is I'm just truly passionate about. Me and you have, we we've been teammates, we've been friends for years, so. Doing them plane rides, doing those bus rides, we all share embarrassing stories. Whether we laughed at them and we shouldn't have laughed, you know, but we've shared right. those embarrassing <laughs> stories. You know, we were we were sitting on uh, on road trips or uh, headed to games as twenty year old, you know, guys or nineteen yo got, but we still remember what happened to us as a eight year old, yeah. hey, as a seven year old, as a five year old, talking about some hurt that we went through as a you know as, as a kid now and mind you now we had already we had experienced hurt and, and trauma also at 18 19 right. and, and which is which is still but we remember we vividly remember those things that we went through at, at, at 8 9 10 those those earlier years man and now what i tell people and as people think about this and what we say if you know as an adult you've experienced some things as an adult me and you personally you know uh been through some rough things but we would not compare those rough things to the things that we've had happen to us as kids because that's what affected us most. And we've now, as grown adults, as fathers, 
we are trying to fix that stuff that happened to us as a kid and that's what i mean by kid hurt you got to be careful and I, this is what i tell my parents and, and and even in high school i tell my parents be careful what you're saying and what you're doing because a lot of our kids and us as men we will spend a lot of time trying to fix the things that happened to us as a kid because we experienced so much trauma and so much whatever you know some kids experienced abuse some kids experienced all of this stuff and so the kid hurt affects your life more than what you went through as an adult you have to create those environments for men to be able to open up about some of the things that happened to them at a young age you made a key point it, it allows you to be a better friend to your friend. Like, you know, all right, now this is why this person is through that. And then instead of me, when you do something that I don't like, me attacking you, I can say, hey, bro, hey, listen, this ain't that type of situation. I can have a conversation with you about it because I know where it's coming from. It's not that you feel personally or that you're doing personally. It's just your experiences are now coming back up. And now you're kind of pushing that out to the world. You know, young kids in high school, uh, middle school, you know, dealing with emotions that they were never taught how to uh, maneuver through, you know, cope with, um, were never given any kind of, kind of guidance, right? We oftentimes put the label of bad on these kids, <clears throat> but nobody think to point out that this young person is misguided, right? How can a person behave in a manner that he never saw before? Exactly. You man. know, how can they grow to be a mature man when they never saw a mature man? How can they grow to be uh, um, a queen when, when that's not the image that they see? You know, Bro. so all the time we judge young people, but <clears throat> they are not the people to judge. <laughs> They're the people that we need to uplift, you know, and guide and show the direction to go and really give them the light and show them the other side of life that it is another side of life right now. You're growing up in a situation that you can um, get out of, and we got to show them how. Tell them how. Give them the experiences. Let them talk and touch the people that's actually, you know, was in that situation and got out of that situation. Let them see people that look like you and me, you know, executives and, you know, running this business and even just working an honest job, but just doing it in a manner that not, is not degrading to themselves. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They ain't got to sell their body, and they ain't got to gamble all their freedom. You know, exactly. we grow up thinking we got to give our freedom in order to be successful, bro. And that's unfortunately is the is, is, is the is the visual that a lot of these young black men see. Right. That's a lot of what these young black girls see. That's what they look up to. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want to be. So it's kind of like when this is a part of your life, it becomes a norm and that's all that you're attracted to. So now we're in this vicious cycle that's going on and on and on and on. And we have to be able to get in there, dig deep, show these people out. It's, it is cool to be exactly who you are, but with more knowledge than what you've seen and to kind of overcome what you've been through. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. People often ask me, man, as I get visitors at the school all the time, I get people asking me, hey man, you, oh man, you work with them high school kids, man, I know, I know you should I know it's rough. And I say, and they always, man, I be wanting to help our kids, man. I, what can I, man, you, you think? I say, bro, 
the best thing that you can do, and I always tell the best thing that you can do for the kids, uh, uh, the jits, uh, you know, wherever you're from, you, you got a different word from. Right. The best thing you can do, man, is give them some exposure to something different, help spark your interest, and just really talk to them. Like you ain't gonna, and, and, and if you can reach one, because you're gonna have some that are just going to be okay. If you can reach one, even with, you know, I'm not a, I don't, I don't promote them selling the water on the corner and all this and that, but hey, I right. get it. But I always, if I have a dollar, whether I take the water or not, and I just so try to say it. something to the, I say something to them. Hey, like, hey, man, y'all be careful, man. Be careful how y'all walking up the people call, man. You know, you can't force it on people, man. You know, have some tech about yourself. Watch how you walking up. Just give them some little lesson. It may reach the shot. It may not reach it. But at least I said something to them that I think that could benefit him or her uh, while they're out there. And, and just also, man, and, and if. You can also, if you if you are a friend or, or you an associate of a of, of a parent, and you one of those friends that are supporting or saying, "Girl, you crazy," or "Man, you talk to your kids like that." Man, don't don't allow that to happen. Don't be that friend that you be like, "Oh man, you be going off on your kids." Y'all, you can't support that. If you seeing, you know, very give you the other uh, another example, just how we uh, we all seen the video that went viral. I coach my son you football team. We all seen the, vi the video that went viral, but what is youth football coach, you know, slaps this kid down like two or three times uh, on, on the yeah, field. Yeah, I just saw that yesterday. And so, for one, I already know how me and you would have reacted, and I know what it would have been an outcome, like right. I, hands down. But right. if I was, even if I was a coach on the staff with him, we would have smoke right then and now because you, should, you took out grown emotions, frustration as an adult on an eight-year-old football kid who's going to make many more mistakes in football and, life, and as acceptable and even as a parent who 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 allowed that to happen what you have then to say is that it is okay for somebody to for for one go over um and not respect your boundaries and to treat you as if you have done something so shameful when you make a mistake in life and so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you a friend, don't allow your friend to say, hey, hey, man, don't talk to him like that. Especially uh, mothers with boys. Please don't emasculate your boys. You know, don't call, man, your punk ass. Like, don't do that to the boys. Yeah. Because then they're they going to grow up one or two ways. And this is for somebody who's in high school. They're going to grow up one or two ways. Either they're going to grow up being a docile man and just kind of lay back and let anything happen to him, or they're going to grow up and be super, super aggressive with women. Super duper aggressive. Super, super aggressive with women. And it kind of happens that because boys going <laughs> something is going to happen, they kind of tend to be the super aggressive with women. Because and now in his in his life he said, I cannot be like this with my mom, but I can be like this with every other woman in my life. Whether it be a teacher, whether it be a girlfriend, I can be like this with any other woman because I can't be like this with my mom. And so, yeah, as they, a friend, don't support them when they're doing that. You can't, because now they, they grow up thinking, um, like you say, you're emasculating them. They grow up with no control all their life. They're being treated as just an animal. You know what I mean? And then, so now when they get of age and they're able to retaliate, or if somebody responding to them in that manner, they're going to retaliate. And it's gonna go completely out of hand, but it ain't the person that did, said that or did that to them. They really responded because they really responded to their mother. 
Exactly. And they don't even know it. <laughs> you know, and that's the sad part about it because yeah. you you feeding them to be just this, you know, just this this vicious animal or like you said earlier, the laid back individual that just completely get ran over. You know, and one is good and for we me. don't want none of it, man. So they got to have balance. It's okay to discipline your kid, but it, but but at the same time, it needs to be 80 20 or 90 10. You know, at 80 or 90, you speaking life into them, letting them know what they can do or can be. And then that 10, 20 percent, you're disciplining them. You're letting them know, you know, how they can do things better. But this is how you encourage them as well. So now they know right from wrong. They know, OK, well, I do this. This is not the this is not what the outcome is supposed to be. And let me think about the positive outcome. You give them options. You got to think about it, man. When we went to when we went to college, man, we seen the young ladies and the young men who were sheltered, uh, yeah. who were sheltered, who didn't have any freedom or who didn't experience any type of teenage life. They they spent their whole freshman year like finding themselves, and which most freshmen do, but they spent theirs like partying just at every event, everything because they didn't have that. And we're speaking on at least they even made it to college. So we got to think about the ones that don't make it to college. And not saying that college is the end all be all, but the ones right. that don't make it to college, they're going to take the chances out here in the community and in the regular world. And, and they're going to do all of the stuff that they get, didn't get a chance to do. And which is, you know, they're going to club and party and do whatever they think they want to do. And they're going to spend a few years trying to find themselves and find that, that that's not the right. way. Of course, you're supposed to have fun as a young person, but that's just not the way. Uh, and man, just... When you said that, man, it made me think about a, a particular uh, example in school, man. I had a parent uh, that, you know, say some of the probably one of the most harsh things I've ever heard a parent say to a kid. And of course, you know, I said my piece. I can't say what I exactly said to her, but I heard a parent tell a young lady uh, that I knew uh, the young lady had gotten in trouble and, and I was conferencing with the mom. I, you know, I didn't want to suspend it or really. I just wanted a conference with the mom to try to talk. You know, talk to them all so we can correct the behavior. Because I seen that, you know, and the reason that I, I the girl had a bright future, I could see her, you know, doing something great in life, and I just wanted to try to, you know, change it. And I knew the suspension wasn't the route for her. But the mom came into the conference. We're having a conversation, and I was just kind of giving a, a background history of what the young lady had been doing. And she told the young lady, uh, "I knew I should have killed you when you when I was walking around with you in my stomach." And so what? As a, bro, hold as on, a, hold on, bro. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. What? Hold on. We yes. just can't just skip over that, bro. Hold as, a, on. as a parent, that's what she said to her child. How old was this child? This child was 17 at the time. 17 years old. And the mother yep. told her she wish she could have. She knew she should have killed her when she was walking around pregnant with her in her stomach. A absolutely. Bro, that's so disgusting. Of course, I, I, I instantly sent the young lady out the room because uh, she instantly broke down into tears. I sent her out the room. I said my piece with mom and uh, basically ended the conference and, and tried to do some other things as far as, you know, as an administrator and what I needed to do for my for her, for the child rights as well. But these are the type of things. And this is what I'm saying. Like, if you are a, this, if you are a friend of a parent who is saying crazy, demeaning, things to their to their kids you got to be that friend to be like hey hey man don't talk to the kids like that don't say that to the kids right. you know 
Like yeah. I understand they bad. They excuse me. I understand they're doing this and that. But it's certain lines you shouldn't cross with your kids. And I got many other stories like that. You know, that's probably one of the most extreme that I can think about that I've heard a parent say to a kid. And, and uh, you know, where that young lady head space probably went that day and the struggle that she now she ended up graduating and going on, but where her head went that day or, or what she wanted to do that day probably it probably crushed her and you know she's never going to forget that that your mom actually said that that is a different type of pain man that's a different type of dagger being you know what i mean like shoved into you like that's supposed she, to be your ultimate protector your ultimate protector so if your the lady that birthed you said she wish you she should have killed you how do you think she gonna go through our life and so that's what I'm saying. This now she and as I say that young lady, um, but I seen a change in her. Uh, although she was able to go on and graduate, and and, and and she secured a job and all of that, but the numbness I seen in her after that day, it wasn't like she wasn't a problem, because um, she wasn't a problem kid. She was doing just a teenage thing, but the numbness that I seen in her after that. It was kind of like, oh, I'm just going through this, doing what I need to do. I'm kind of out here on my own, you know, and I'm just, I'm not really. She had a, she used to be a group of friends. She played sports. Uh, she stopped playing sports. Was like, I need to get a job and kind of just figure this thing out on my own and really didn't talk to anybody, you know, after that day. So that young lady is going to struggle. And that's the key hurt that we talk about. Like this young lady heard this at 17 years old, and now she has to try to figure out the rest of her life. So if the person who birthed you have have who's supposed to love you says something to you like that, there's no way you're gonna go through life trusting and, and thinking that people who love you, even if somebody's showing you unconditional love, you're gonna always hold back and hold something in your mind because you're gonna think that everybody kind of possibly feels this way about you. What do you think is the root of all this? Well, even that case. That mom talking to that daughter like that, I can bet, I can bet money that her mama used to talk to her just like that. Absolutely, we and already that mama used to talk to her, exactly. We and that's the that's the cycle, and that's the thing we always talk about trying to break because that young lady she didn't get to that point, you know, she didn't get to that point where she just felt like that was okay. Somebody had talked to her like that, and somebody had talked to her her mom like that, and somebody had talked to them like that. And, and really, man, is. And we, I, I try not to to go here, but we, as we know, you started with the, you know, with the Willie Lynch letter, and, and you know, although they say that doctrine is not real and it's not been proven, but I think the tactics and the systematic oppression is real. Uh, and and that's that, the blueprint of it. That's Boom. the blueprint of it. <laughs> Even when you get past that, and we talk about this. Uh, when we get to the, the 70s and you get to the, the Black Panther Party and we talk about, you know, one of the things that, that started to, after the Black Panther Party was dismantled and we get to the point of, of, of public assistance and public housing and WIC and Section 8, while well, all these programs are created, just like me and you right now, Cody, we, we, we both have careers. We both have, wasn't it? We both, are, you know, lead our households and, and, and you know, for the most part, take care of a lot of the financial things that go on in our household. But if you and me were to lose our job right now and, and go into a and go into, a, you know, just kind of 
a trouble with finding work and going through all of this and that. It is program. It's a program for women. It's a program for women. But the number one part of that program is that you cannot and you and you've been a provider for your household, you know, for years. But the number one provider, I mean, the number one rule about that program is that your wife cannot have you in the house. Now you've been the provider. You just fell on some bad time, on some hard times with employment. It's it's no fault of your own. The company may move and go overseas or whatever. But the number one thing about that program is that the father, the husband, cannot be in the house. We'll give you all of this assistance, but we cannot have the father in the house. And so when those programs started to happen in those, you know, in the sixties and seventies, and women started to be like, hey, you know. I know we're going through something, but hey, I need to really get this assistance for the kids and, and you know, so we can have some security. And, and, and the black men were kind of forced out and couldn't find work and couldn't find this and couldn't find that. You know, they were, you know, whether I'm going to go to, whether I'm going to sell the drugs or I'm going to turn to the drugs to use. So you had all of these things that were going on. And it's like you said, it is to the T. And so that's the systematic part of making sure that we can keep because what they do know is what they seen in the 50s and the early 60s is that if that father or that man is in the household that is going to be a better household if that father is in there so they're making sure that as yeah, as the, so, if we can keep the men yeah. if we can keep the men away and we can keep these you know keep the women thinking that hey you don't need this man and you don't need this and you don't need that and of course, we got a whole bunch of stuff that influences that, you know, whether it be the music, that's a whole nother topic for another day, whether it be the music or, or, or this or that, or, or, you know, conversation, whether it be social media, because it's make sure we keep that man out. Let's pin everybody against each other. We're we going to pin each other. We're going to the, pin the tall ones against the short ones. We're going to pin the dark ones. We're going to pin. So we have so much of this internal conflict going on that we have to resolve within ourselves first. But you said something, I want you to say, you said something in your last podcast and you said something, man. Information, share information is so valuable, bro. Yes, share information. The big, that is the biggest way we as a community, we have to share information with each other. We have to, and, and we have to get from the understanding that if you got, it takes away from me. And I think we kind of live in this pie, you know, as I always say, in this pie of this piece of world. Like, if I take a slice, I'm eating my slices, but if I, you know, I got to make sure I keep all the slices to myself because if I share any with you or I even share the right. recipe with you, you're going to be able to have more pieces than I have or more pies than I have. So we got to understand that it's not that mental. We don't have to have that mentality. Just because I share with you, I give you. If I bought a house in this neighborhood and I knew the program that helped me get a house in this neighborhood, I should be telling most of my people who I think are, are, are in the position that can do this or can go through this program are ready. I should share that information with them. Right. It ain't no, but what we do? No, nah, man. I ain't telling nobody. Yeah, <laughs> right. no. Nah, <laughs> Well, whatever, man. We we don't share information because we feel that if we that, <laughs> we don't if if I feel like if we feel, if I give it to you, you're gonna be better than me, and that and we gotta start thinking like that. Man. Yes, yes, yes. Because what's for you is what's for you. It's you just enough saying? higher for everybody. 
Right. That's enough we for everybody. Gotta, we got to encourage each other. We got to motivate each other. We got to continue to push each other. We got to want to see each other do great, man. Life ain't going to be no better for you just because you can show that you can stun on somebody. Man, show that hey, person man. how to hey. live. Like, hey, come on, man. You got to cut the hard down, man. You got to cut the hard down, brother. Listen, that, that, and that's the information for us. Because you can stunt and look back on your people and be like, oh, you know, well, I, I got this and y'all don't, man. That's not cool, man. And this is the thing, Wood, you ran track. Yeah. <laughs> we all, and if we imagine this thing as, as the race, man. Relay? Wood, as, as a relay or even just a race in general. We all started the race. There's no way we could run a, 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 a probably I'll say a 1200 meter, 1800 meter race or whatever it may be, started 400 meters behind. So if we equivalent that, you know, to, to years, we started the race, we all started the race 400 meters behind. And we couldn't even run a, right. we definitely came to the 400 meter race starting 400 meters behind. But this is the thing right. about it. We'll start the race and I say, and one of us finds a shortcut. One of us finds a way to hey to catch up or make up some ground, and instead of us saying, "Hey, this is the way to make up the ground. This is the way that you could, you know, you could cut through here. You can do this or right here, or uh, when you know when you get them in the curve or you catch them in the straight, you know, right? Go do whatever the track thing is. You can, hey, we won't share that information. We gonna just make sure that we can keep up the shortcut, so we can make up the distance. <laughs> let, let's make us let's let us make up the distance, and we'll right. say, "Hey, follow me." I know, I, I, I got the I got the system to to make up the distance. But we all started four hundred meters behind because we started four hundred years behind them, and we've made up ground. We've made up tremendous ground. Yeah. I don't think no other people in this world could do what we did starting so far behind. But we got to continue to help each other and assist each other, man. And, and, and then when it comes to passing that baton, pass the baton on to somebody else and let them run. Just know who you are, know what the goal is. Ultimately, it's about winning. And we can't win as a culture if we don't unite and get together, share this information. You know what I mean? You know, knowledge is powerful, share knowledge is more powerful. And absolutely will help you with knowing who you are and knowing your self-worth and your value. Me, myself, I recommend that most of us, all of us, seek counseling for a lot of things that happen to us because it's very, very important, specifically because of some of the things that we were just speaking of with, you know, just kind of the self-love part and a lot of self-love or lack thereof is based on or coming from kid hurt. But that kid hurt came from somebody in your household. And a lot of times we don't want to admit our kid hurt because it's going to seem like we are rejecting the person in our household, whether it's mom, dad, grandma, granddad, whoever raised us, we feel like we're rejecting them. So the love that they gave us, we feel like we're disrespecting them if we speak on some of the pain that they gave us too. Seek some counseling, talk about that, create a safe space for yourself to be able to vocalize and verbalize some of that pain and connect the dots so you can understand why you are the person that you are. Because once you get clarity with that, man,
you you so powerful and it's going to help you in all relationships in life you know whether it's you know if you're married you know if you if you just have significant other um business relationships friendships all of that will help you maneuver throughout life and understand like your value all right you have more clarity as to why you do some of the things that you do you'll be a lot more self-aware and social aware so you can interact with people differently right you could you can kind of take some of that pain that you have and turn that into power and push that on to other people because you know where other people are coming from because most of us suffer from the same thing but most of us hold it in and most of us most of us hold it in some of us you know speak it out so when the people that speak these things out start to normalize it it'll become a comfortable conversation to have but just a little message to the wise you know when you're going through a healing process it's going to be very very uncomfortable and it's going to hurt more than some of the pain sometimes because you got to relive the situation and you're at a different stage in your life but it once you get over that hump of the pain revisiting that healing process began and once once you start going through that healing process it's a beautiful thing it's yeah, like a you, it's like a yeah caterpillar turning so to a butterfly you, you realize so much yeah. about yourself you, you realize yeah. it and that you gotta be able to go through that process. It's, like you said, it's a tough process. It's something, uh, even us, even I, I know both of us as, as therapists, we've both sought therapy, <laughs> you yes. know? And it's yes. been one of the, you know, and it's been one of the most amazing things that amazing. I've been through. And even and even if you're not into the, uh, and you, you just not at that place yet, man, it is some amazing, amazing people out here on social media, man that I follow uh, that just kind of gives out tidbits uh, when it comes to the therapy. A lot of these people, and even me as a therapist, I look at someone, I'm like, man, I have to step my game up because they're giving out some awesome information. So if you just want to be in the comfort of your own home or you just want to read some affirmations or something like that, use social media for what you need to use it for. Like, you know, of course you can get your entertainment or whatever, but it's some amazing therapists, uh, it's some amazing people. Uh, you can find therapy even in just some of the people that you follow because some of the stuff they say, uh, you know, is you. Sometimes it hits your soul. Sometimes yep. it, 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 you know, you're like, oh man, I, right, that's right, me. Right. I need to tighten up on this or I need to tighten up on that. So it's some amazing people out here, man. And if you're not comfortable with just going to seek out a therapist right now, and but I, I can suggest this right now it's a lot easier because you in the virtual world so you know you could you that i guess that may be a little bit more comfortable for people you could do yeah. it virtually but seek out that therapy man it is it is definitely something that is going to help you heal because you have yeah. to learn yourself you have to learn that uh what what it is it about you that if you continue to put yourself through something what is it about you that allow yourself to keep going through certain situations what is it about me to, you know, to give off these type of vibes or to attract these type of people, whatever it is, but it's really discovering yourself. That's true. That's true. But, you know, even just to add to that, <clears throat> just to add to that, you have to be willing to hear your shortcomings. All right. And walking into it, you have to be willing to receive what may be a little hard to receive, um, people. That 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 that's very important. So just be open-minded when you're going to these sessions, and know that there's always somebody out there for you. You have to find that person. 
you know, if you seek out counseling and that first counselor you connect with, like there's no rapport being built, don't say counseling for you. Just find a counselor for you. You know, Absolutely. just seek out the right person. You, 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 you'll have a different bond. Yeah, you'll have a different bond and connection with uh, different people, but you got to be, you have to be willing to give it a shot, you know, a real shot because everybody do things differently and I don't want a negative experience to, you know, push you away from something that could be so positive. Just to elaborate on what you said, when you're reaching out there for counseling, some people don't have, have not had the experiences that you had. Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. as, a, and I'm not saying this, that you have to choose either or, but like sometimes if African-American um, therapists have a little bit more insight on what it's like to be an African-American. Some, you know, if you're a Caucasian person, you're a white person in the world, you definitely have more experience on what it's like to be a white person. Not to say they can't be great therapists. I don't want you to 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 get that misconstrued, but I will do want you to understand that, hey, you're not going to, sometimes you're not going to receive it on that first, you know, session. A lot of times people go in there and be like, all they did was ask me about myself and then this and that. I just talked the whole time and then it's because they're trying to get that background information. They need that background information right. on you to start to develop a plan of, you know, we'll say a treatment plan for you. So you they need that background information. So as you say, hey, sometimes it's about people who have your experiences. Sometimes <laughs> it's not about people who have your experiences or who've right. had it from a different lens. Also, right. give it time. It is not going to be magical. Uh, more than likely the first time on the first session. <laughs> it's not, you're going to do, you're going to do a lot of talking. People are going, you're going to express a lot of yourself and which and how you feel and what is going on. And sometimes it's a little different. Every therapist is different, but just know that you have to give it time. You have to work the program. I want you to give a little advice to that young kid who just kind of struggling in life at the home front. Um, they willing to uh, allow themselves to be somebody. They're pushing to be somebody, but they don't just have that, um, that encouraging ear. They don't have anybody necessarily speaking life into them. Like, because I know that you, you know, you're in the school system um, and you see this every day. So, what what do you tell that young man that's kind of struggling, but he want to be something, but it's kind of it's it's hard for him to see the light? Like, what do you tell that young man? As, as one of our old coaches said, um, you know, birds of a feather flock together, and generally they all have the same destination. Uh, find somebody who is trying to go somewhere where you're trying to go. Uh, you have to surround yourself, and I know you may struggle at home. Get yourself involved in extracurricular activities. It doesn't have to be a sport. It can be a club uh, organization. Uh, it can be the chess club. It can be the science club. Be the robotics club. Uh, get yourself involved in some other type of thing. So, for one, you can minimize and just being keeping it real. You can minimize your time at home. You 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 can minimize your time in, in that in that toxic environment. Get yourself involved in something. Uh, try to. Uh, find you a group of friends that is headed in the direction that you're going and generally if you if some adult that is around you that you probably have a connection with talk with that adult 
um, they can probably give you some advice uh, you know share have somebody that you can talk to and that you can share information with uh, it doesn't have to be the, the, the teacher that you have it could be a teacher that you don't have or you used to have you know it could be right. uh, your, your next door neighbor it could be someone have some type of person that you can kind of vent to and, and talk to and just try to get involved in more things because the more exposure that you have the more things that you are involved in it's the you know you have a better chance of you know finding out different things and going to different places uh you know we have kids that who, who are going on to some schools that they probably wouldn't go and these schools have simply admitted our kids because they need african-american boys but if you don't know to apply to that school that generally needs african-american boys there's no way that you would have found out so you don't have to be the best student but they'll get you in and basically these schools will put you in on a five-year program so your first year is just kind of getting up to par and learning college life taking all the prerequisites getting you there because you might not be the best student at this so but these schools will allow you to get in because they need african-american boys so yeah. it's a but getting in these different groups and clubs and organizations you find out all this information you know so reach out to some people talk to people change your circle if you have a negative circle change your circle get around some people that are doing something positive that are going in the direction that you go my brother rodriguez rogers aka yes. Lucas, aka <laughs> twin <laughs> all right man but appreciate you rocking with me though big dog thank you brother the perseverance of me adversity then success is right around the corner you just gotta be willing to keep going this is adversity university what's your plan you gonna keep your feet planted or you gonna keep your feet moving and success is the next step now what you gonna do adversity university